sure to grab your death certificate. Watch out for hitchhiking ghosts. Stand clear of elevator shafts. And look over your shoulder for those Disney villains. Because this is the annual not-so-scary Halloween celebration on Disney On Demand. It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And as I've been saying all month long, happy Halloween. Yes, we are continuing on with our ninth annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration. We're all month long, we're bringing you frights, ghouls, ghosts, goblins, and all kinds of spooky fun here at Diz Radio in our ninth annual event. And with us here this week is somebody that is no stranger to magic, being spooky, and all things supernatural, because we have none other than Rebecca Metz stopping in here at the show. Now, Rebecca, you may know as the mother from Coop and Cammie Ask the World, the hit Disney Channel show. She's also part of the brand new Disney Plus movie that is going to debut on November 12th called Magic Camp as well. She's part of Better Things and a variety of different shows. And Rebecca's going to stop in and talk about all different kinds of things. Things, from Magic Cam, Coop and Cammy, what it's like being recognized as a Disney Channel star. Because, come on, let's face it, once you're on Disney Channel, everyone's going to remember you. And Rebecca's going to stop in and talk about all these things, her favorite things to do during Halloween, treats, ghouls, goblins, and all kinds of fun. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. And you have the questions, and he always has the answers. And Aaron is going to answer all your questions, and I want to know. We also have Charles back with a magical music review, going deep into more Halloween music for all of your spooky ears this October. We have Jeremy back with This Week in Disney History. We have Frank back with the Disney Quote of the Week. And let's not forget Randy with Disney Multimedia, with the latest in Disney Multimedia for your mobile devices, your Androids, and all kinds of different things. We have all kinds of news hot off the D-Wire, from the Rise of Skywalker, Endgame, Raven's Home, Disney Channel, The Magic Kingdom, and so much more. So before I jump into the show here this week, I do want to mention that Diz Radio is probably sponsored by Castles and Dreams Travel. And Castles and Dreams Travel is a 100% free agency. They're going to hold your hand, walk you through the process, and help you book those hotel reservations dinner reservations, meet those characters, all kinds of interactions, and they're going to make it simple, easy, and magical. Definitely check them out. Castles and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, I am excited to continue on with our Halloween celebration. So let's jump into show number 225 for the week of October 24th, 2019. And let's continue with all the Halloween spooks, frights, ghouls, goblins, and ghosts. Be right back, all VD heads. <laughs> Is someone there just to chill in the air? Do you hear that whisper when the wind blows? Feels like the sky's crawling all in your head. In the dark, there's a shadow in the window. You can be afraid or you can be afraid, but you can't run from the fun tonight. Oh, take me to the zoo where we dance. 
march and dragon the feet Look out, vampires crossing the street Spirits rise in the night Out goes your flashlight You can't unsee what you see Keep your head on Halloween Channel original movie. They're having the time of their afterlife. Friday at 8, 7 central on Disney Channel. <laughs> what happened to Ichabod Crane? Where did the fellow go? <laughs> what happened to Ichabod Crane? Who carried off Ichabod Crane? It wasn't ghosts, oh no. <laughs> what happened to Ichabod Crane? It was the headless horseman, one midnight dark and black, who frightened him away from here, and he's never coming back. What happened to Ichabod Crane? I'll tell you how I know. <laughs> What happened to Ichabod Crane? For a Disney Halloween treat, the annual not-so-scary Halloween celebration, only on DizRadio.com. Happy Halloween, everyone! <laughs> 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 
Alright all of you D-Heads, I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 225 for the week of October 24th, 2019, as we are still continuing on with our ninth annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration, where all month long we're bringing you the ghosts, the ghouls, the goblins, and all kinds of frightful fun here at Diz Radio. And to help us do that here this week, we have somebody that is no stranger to anything that has to do with magic and all kinds of fun, because we have Rebecca Metz stopping in here at the show from Coop and Cammy Ask the World, currently in Season 2 on Disney Channel, as well as Magic Camp, the all-new Disney movie coming to the Disney Plus streaming services on November 12th. We also have the D-Team stopping in with Aaron, Charles, Jeremy, Frank, and Randy with their signature segments and all kinds of spookishly fun delights here this week. So before we jump into the news hot off the D-Wire and get this show rolling, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. Com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Show. That's D-I-Z Radio S-H-O-W. You can also join our D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat, all different places. Just search Diz Radio, Disney Blue, or Disney On Demand, all of which should help you find our fun, unique, spookishly, frightfully fun different kind of Disney show. And if you need the show instantly in your ears, just go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio, search Diz Radio, Disney Blue, or Disney On Demand, and hit subscribe right there. Once you hit subscribe, you get the latest shows as they get released on your mobile device, your Android, your iPhone, the device of your choosing, and you can get the shows instantly as they get released every single week. And if you can't remember any of these, all you have to do is go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com, and there you can find all these links right there as well. So, all of that is out of the way, all of you D-heads. So let's jump into the news hot off the D-wire. And how about one that I'm not going to explore too much, but come on. Who caught the Rise of Skywalker official trailer? The final trailer that has been released. Now, I know it has been up in the air. Some people are saying it was too bland. Some are saying it was right on, on, it's hitting you in the feels. But I got to say, they can't give away too much in a trailer. They have to keep it so it's exciting. It's different. You don't know what's going to happen. Some people might say that, you know, they, they're, they're being vague because of the reshoots. They're being vague because it's a trailer. It's supposed to entice us to want to see it. And, you know, throughout the whole trailer, the one thing that makes me want to see it is just when I see 3PO say, one last look at all my friends. That right there is the moment that made me think, I have to see this, I have to close it out. Now, I'm not going to explore too much about it. I just have to say, 42 years in the making. Rise of Skywalker. I went to the very first Star Wars when I was one year old. That's right, I was one. My mom has a picture of her holding me in front of the movie theater with Star Wars. So I grew up watching Star Wars, loving Star Wars. Then, the prequels came out, and at that time, I had just met my wife. And she had never seen a Star Wars movie to date. So I introduced her to Star Wars with the prequels, and then the originals. Then, we had children. And after a long break, now we have the newest films. So, Star Wars has defined three definitive stages in my life. 
my childhood, my courtship of my wife, and our children. So for me, it is a sad day to see it all close now and see it come to a culmination. But maybe years down the road, my children can have that same experience with their children because it has been a lifelong love of Star Wars and these defining moments and chapters in my life. So I just had to put it out there, all of you D-heads. Next up, the ticket sales for Star Wars. Now, if we thought Endgame's ticket sales were up, the Rise of Skywalker has trumped the pre-sale ticket sales of Endgame. Crazy, I know, right? So, Rise of Skywalker, newest trailer. If you haven't seen it, definitely go and check it out. Now, moving to more real Disney news, how about Raven's Home getting renewed for a fourth season on Disney Channel? Yes, this is something that is very different for Disney Channel shows. Most Disney Channel shows get three seasons or just shy of a hundred episodes. The only show that really has gone above and beyond that was That's So Raven. And now Raven's Home is doing it again. Disney is hitting on all cylinders at the moment, including the Disney Channel front, and it appears that the studio is very happy with Raven's Home. The Raven Simone starring show has been renewed for a fourth season before the third season is even complete in its current airings. So fans can look forward to even more hijinks from Raven, Chelsea, and their family coming in 2020. Now Disney released a photo of the cast recently to accompany the announcement, which features Simone, Annalise Vanderpool, Isaac Ryan Brown, Sky Katz, and the entire team. And pretty much just showing them saying, we're here, we're here for more. Now, Disney Channel, like I said, this is unheard of for Disney Channel. They usually don't do that. But for those of you that are unfamiliar with the show, Raven's Home brings back Raven Baxter, who you may remember many years ago from That's So Raven, who frequently gets visions of the future. In the new show, she is now a mother to two children named Nia and Booker, and the latter of which were inherited the ability of the psychic visions. Now, they are joined by Raven's friend Chelsea, who had to move in with Raven after a bad divorce co-parenting kind of things all the hijinks come out and the roles are reversed and it's definitely fun now the show is executive produced by deva savell michael feldman and raven simone now they have worked on the original that's so raven series as well which probably explains why the new one is going so good so in 2020 season four is coming out now this last week getting to the big screen How about Maleficent? Yes, Maleficent was released Mistress of Evil, and it was also released in the 270-degree panoramic Screen X format. Now, I love seeing Screen X. It is fun in the 4DX, and now Screen X is releasing Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, in 26 countries, including 33 screens in the United States, throughout Regal Cinemas, as well as GCV Cinemas. Now, the film opened, and it is doing great. I don't think it has the biggest numbers that Disney was hoping to expect. But Screen X, if you're not familiar, expands key sequences of the film, projecting onto the walls to the left and to the right of the entire theater. So it basically engulfs and, you know, just surrounds the entire audience with everything, almost like uh, going to Epcot and seeing, like, the 360 panoramic. You're not getting the full 360, but it is pretty big. I mean, it's fun. I've seen the Screen X many times. And Screen X has quickly enhanced its international reach as well by going all overseas, building screens there as well. Now, Mistress of Evil is also available in 4DX. Now, you may have heard me talk about 4DX here on the show in the past. And 4DX is where it is a sensory overload. The seats move. 
if it's misting or foggy. There's fog in the theater, as well as, you know, lightning flashes. And it's, 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 it is an experience. Just look up 4DX, but it is a full experience. And now Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, is in the panoramic Screen X format and 4DX. Now, maybe you're looking for some Halloween fun. And we are in the midst of our annual not-so-scary Halloween celebration here at the show. But how about Disney Channel streaming Halloween Town, all the movies, for free on YouTube? Maybe you don't have Disney Plus yet because it doesn't get released till November 12th. Maybe you don't have the Disney Now app, or maybe you just don't even have a cable provider. Well, now is your chance to go to YouTube absolutely free and watch all the Halloween Town movies right there on YouTube. Now you can get your fix of Marnie, Cal, the entire Halloween Town clan, and watch as they defeat the evil, become witches and warlocks, and all kinds of family fun. If you need family Halloween fun, the Halloween Town movies are definitely going to do it for you, and now they are streaming absolutely 100% free on YouTube. Now, moving to the resorts here, how about Disney Swan and Dolphin Resort is preparing for the 10th annual Food and Wine Classic. Now, Mickey Mouse and his friends aren't the only ones at Walt Disney World who know a thing or two about wine and dining. Yes, the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic is celebrating double digits this year with the 10th annual event happening Friday, November 8th and Saturday, November 9th. Now included is an outdoor party on the scenic causeway between the two resorts as well as entertainment, unlimited samplings of almost 90 stations that will feature food from some of the resort's 18 restaurants and lounges. Now there's also wines from more than 60 wineries from around the world. Now guests can enjoy items such as oven roasted Angus beef tenderloin as well as caramelized field mushrooms and many other great food. I mean that right there. Anything that has to do with beef tenderloin, I am all about it. Now, the cost for all of this is only $145 per person if purchased in advance. Now, educational seminars are an additional fee, possibly, if you want to learn how to make some of these or do other things. Now, they're also going to have six musical acts as well to just pretty much have fun and have some background music. So, this is definitely going to be a fun one. Uh, You know, food and wine. Epcot's not the only one that can have some fun. The Swan and Dolphin can do it as well. Now, getting to Disney+. Plus. Now, Rebecca Metz, our guest here this week to help us celebrate show number 225, is part of Magic and part of Disney+, Plus with Magic Camp, the film coming. But how about other things coming to Disney+, Plus and the all-new docuseries, The Imagineering Story. Yes, alongside beloved animated fairy tales, DCOMs, and classic superhero cartoons coming on Disney+, Plus, there will be another essential piece of Disney's long legacy the history of the innovative designers known as Imagineers. Now, the Imagineering Story, a docuseries from the Pixar story filmmaker Leslie Ewerks, yes, you already know that name very well, pulls back the curtain on a work of brilliant artists, Imagineers, and engineers who made real-life magic at the Disney parks for decades. Now, it is going to be narrated by Angela Bassett, and the six-hour series chronicles the history of the Imagineers, beginning with the inception of Disneyland and tracing the development of all the Disney parks and the different lands themselves, including, yes, even Galaxy's Edge, to the present day. So this is going to cover everything from the start of Disneyland all the way through the new things. Now, as they released in their press release, it says the story of Walt Disney has been told. The story of animation has been told. But the story of Imagineering lies deep within the essence of Disney, starting with its founder, Walt himself. 
Now, this was said in the Disney Plus press release. Now, three narrative threads intertwined through the decades. The spirit of the designers, the skill of the craft, and the drama of the theme park business. Now, the new trailer is available to watch on YouTube and many other places, and it's going to be fun. Now, it teases all kinds of sneak peeks inside the underground city beneath the park, the Inner Sanctum, Disneyland's Matterhorn, and the Star Destroyer. So, it is definitely going to be a fun one. It is going to be really, really fun to check out and just have all kinds of fun. Now, there were some other things I was going to talk about here in news here this week. I was going to talk about Star Wars and Adidas have released an all-new Night Jogger inspired by the Stormtrooper, as well as ShopDisney.com and Disney Store revealing their top holiday toys for 2019. I know we have so many other things going on here this week that I'm just going to leave those for our blog at DizRadio.com or maybe next week's news. So we're going to gear up. So with that, I'm going to leave it there as news. News is over here this week. We're going to get back to the Halloween fun as we gear up for Rebecca Metz. Yes, the mother on Coop and Cammie Asked the World on Disney Channel as well as Magic Camp coming to Disney Plus on November 12th. We have the D-team stopping in with Aaron, Charles, Jeremy, Frank, and Randy and all kinds of goodies here this week. So before I release the reins here to the D-team, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is proudly sponsored by Castles and Dreams Travel. And Castles and Dreams Travel is a 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. From dining reservations, character interactions, park tickets, you name it, they're going to hold your hand, walk you through the process, and keep it simple. They're going to treat you like family and definitely make it 100% magical. They're absolutely free and have bilingual experts to help you with any language barriers that you might have. So definitely check them out. Castles and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all VD heads, with that said, I am going to close out news here. Get ready for our special guest, Rebecca Metz, stopping in here, leaving you to the D-team and all kinds of fun. So let's press on with our ninth annual not-so-scary Halloween month-long celebration as we move on with show number 225 for the week of October 24th, 2019. Just gather around and I'll elucidate on what happens outside when it gets late. Long about midnight, the ghosts and banshees get together for their nightly jamborees. There's ghosts with horns and saucer eyes, and some with fangs about this size. Some short and fat, some tall and thin. Some don't even bother to wear their skin. Oh, oh, I'm telling you, brother, it's a frightful sight to see what goes on in the night. Midnight jamboree They break it up with fiendish glee Ghosts are bad But the one that's cursed Is the headless horseman He's the worst When he goes a-jogging Across the land Holding a noggin in his hand Demons take one look and groan And hit the road for parts unknown And there's no wraith like a spooky spurn They don't like him and he's really burnt He swears to the longest day he's dead He'll show them that he can get ahead
smoke, close all the windows, lock the doors. Unless you're careful, he'll get yours. Don't think he'll hesitate a bit, cause he'll clip your top if it'll fit. And he likes them little, likes them big, part in the middle or a wig. Black or white or even red, the headless horseman needs a head. With a hip, hip and a clippity-clop, he's out looking for a chop-to-chop. So don't stop to figure out a plan, you can't reason with a headless man. Dark, you can't be good. Stay at home the way that you should. Cause right outside and waiting there is the headless horseman. Beware! And I'm getting out of here. Hello from Neverland. My name is Jeremy, and I am the head lost boy here in Neverland. And well, they call me the Spider Pan. I'll talk a little bit more about this a little bit later. But for now, welcome to Great Moments in History, but only the Disney parks. Sleepy Hollow is a village in the town of Mount Pleasant in Westchester County, New York. The village is located on the east bank of the Hudson River, about 30 miles north of New York City, and is served by the Philipsy Manor stop on their Metro North Hudson Line. To the south of Sleepy Hollow is the village of Terrytown, and to the north and east are unincorporated parts of Mount Pleasant. The population of the village at the 2010 census was 9,870. The land that would become Sleepy Hollow was first bought from Adrian van der Donk, a patroon in New Netherland, before the English takeover in 1664. Starting in 1672, Frederick Phillips began acquiring large parcels of land, mainly in today's southern Westchester County, comprising some 52,000 acres of land. It was bounded by the Sputin Duville Creek and Croton River, the Hudson River, and the Bronx River. Phillips was granted a royal charter in 1693, creating the manor of Phillipsburg, establishing him as first lord. Frederick Phillips Lord of Phillips Manor owned a vast stretch of land spanning from Sputin Duival to the Bronx to the Croton River. After swearing allegiance and later being granted his manorship from the English, he chose to establish his country seat in what was then known as North Terrytown, where the Pocantinko River flowed into the Hudson River. A small community had already been established there when he arrived in 1683 with 50 burials in the small cemetery. He built the first church for them at the southern end of the cemetery. The term Hessians refers to the approximately 30,000 German troops hired by the British to help fight during the American Revolution. They were principally drawn from the German state of Hesse Kassel, although soldiers from other German states also saw action in America. At the time, Germany was not a unified country, but a collection of individual states that shared a language and culture. Hiring a foreign army was not unusual in the 18th century. For Hesse Kessel, soldiers were a major export. By renting its army to the British, Hesse Kessel took in an amount equal to about 13 years' worth of tax revenue. This allowed the state's prince, the Landgraf Frederick II, to keep taxes low and public spending high. 
A man of the Enlightenment, Frederick oversaw public works projects, administered a public welfare system, and encouraged education. According to an old myth, General Washington met light resistance at the Battle of Trenton on the morning of December 26, 1776, because the town's Hessian defenders had been up late the night before celebrating Christmas. The story explains that the Patriots made quick work of the bumbling mercenaries besotted with holiday cheer. But the Hessian troops were hardly the hapless drunks of legend, rather they were generally excellent soldiers. One particular soldier appears to have lost his head, according to legend. And people in Sleepy Hollow say that his ghost still wanders the woods, looking for a new head. Sleepy Hollow is renowned for its ghosts and haunting atmosphere, which pervades the imaginations of its inhabitants and visitors, and, and even some residents say the town was bewitched during the early days of the Dutch settlement, while others claim that mysterious atmosphere is caused by an old Native American chief, the wizard of his tribe, before the county was discovered by Master Hedrick Hudson. And of course, that most infamous specter, the Headless Horseman, was supposedly a Hessian trooper, who lost his head from a stray cannonball in some nameless battle, possibly the Battle of Trenton. Now, Ichabod Crane, lean, lanky, and very superstitious, became the schoolmaster, and he came in from Old Connecticut, and got into a little bit of a competition with Abraham Brom Bones Van Brunt. who was a town rowdy, and for the hand of an 18-year-old Katrina Van Tassel, they competed quite a bit, but Katrina kind of liked to uh, tease a lot. She was actually the daughter and sole child of a wealthy farmer, Baltus Van Tassel. Now Ichabod Crane, a Yankee and an outsider, sees marriage to Katrina as a means of procuring Van Tassel's extravagant wealth. Now Brom Bones, the local hero, is unable to force Ichabod into a physical showdown to settle things, so he plays a series of pranks on the superstitious schoolmaster. Now, on one Halloween, he tells Ichabod and all who will listen the story of the Headless Horseman, who roams the woods on Halloween night, right along the path that Ichabod needs to take going home from the gathering. Now, some say the Headless Horseman met with Ichabod that night and took his head. All that was found the day after was a broken pumpkin. Some others say it was yet another prank from Brom Bones. And some people even say that Ichabod Crane later moved and married a wealthy widow somewhere. But yet you can't seem to find anything in history for Ichabod Crane, only in a, a book of legends from one Washington Irving. So did he survive? Was he taken by the Headless Horseman? Has anyone seen the Headless Horseman riding through at night in Sleepy Hollow? Or perhaps you've seen him riding in front of a parade in a certain theme park? Perhaps it's the ghost of Brom Bones still pranking everyone. Perhaps we'll never know. That's it for this week's History Lesson, D-Heads. Remember, you can find me on a podcast called Neverland to Disney and Beyond, where, as I've mentioned, I am Head Lost Boy. They call me the Spider Pan because every Lost Boy has to have a nickname. Lost girls don't get nicknames because... Well, girls are too clever. They don't get lost. But we do give nicknames to our pixies. Head on over to NeverlandPodcast.com and find out all about it and join in the fun we're having here in Neverland. Until next time, keep a pixie in your pocket.
Ha ha! The time has come. It is I, your host, your ghost host. Our not-so-scary Halloween party has begun. This magic kingdom is now prepared to celebrate my favorite time of year. For those mortals who have not paid their token fee to attend, you may do so at Ghost Relations in City Hall. Otherwise, you'll need to please leave the Magic Kingdom at this time. And remember, beware of hitchhiking ghosts! <laughs> someone you love they never really leave you he'll always be in your heart i don't want him in my heart i want him here with me Frankenweenie is a story about Victor Frankenstein and his dog Sparky. It's based on my relationship I had when I was a child with my dog. It's probably your first big relationship in your life. You'll fall in love with Sparky from like the minute that you see him. He's this outcast in the film, and Victor's the same way. So you have these two characters that are really sweet, protecting each other's back. Victor's a very internal boy, a bit of a mad scientist as well, which is always good. His dad says, you know, you really should get out and have some fun. And in the course of playing a baseball game, Sparky gets hit by a car. 
Victor is completely despondent and comes up with the idea of reincarnating his dog. System is electricity. Even after death, the wiring remains. He then hooks up a thing at night. He gets the lightning to zap him. And suddenly Sparky is back. Sparky! I can fix that. Once the secret is out, all the kids bring their animals back to life. And all of that wreaks wild and fun and crazy havoc on this small little town. I need your help. My problem, Bigo. Yeah, he's right. Besides Sparky and Victor, we have some of the most unusual, interesting, and sympathetic characters that Tim has ever come up with. This is such a personal project, so it was nice to kind of work with some people that I'd worked with before. Martin Short is playing actually three characters in the movie. I played Dad, Nasser, and Mr. Burgermeister. I was thrilled to be part of Frank and Weenie, and also I just loved the story. Victor, run! Come on, honey! I play Victor's mother, a gym teacher, and I play Weird Girl. Mr. Whiskers had a dream about you last night. It's a great opportunity and a great responsibility to get to give Tim's great characters a voice. If Mr. Whisker dreams about you, it means something big is gonna happen. And Winona Ryder, which I hadn't seen her for a long time. I was incredibly touched and, and very humbled that he asked me to be a part of something that was such a, a personal project. Martin Lando plays Mr. Reskruski, who is the teacher. I understand him. He's serious and he's funny. Boom! We're animating Frank and Weenie in a stop motion style. It's one of the oldest animation styles there is. All of our character designs were like Tim drew the picture and then they went right from his drawing to puppets. The puppets themselves are about a foot tall. They just come alive and it's absolutely fantastic. Just to see something you've worked on running around on a set and it just, it just becomes a real thing. Frame by frame they go in and they, they move the puppet and take a picture each frame. The animators are taking a lifeless puppet and making it come to life. So. It kind of mirrors the, the Frankenstein story. Your dog is alive! That's impossible. I know it is so impossible, but you did it! You did it! It's really a great, big-hearted story about a boy and his dog. I'm excited about doing stop motion, black and white, 3D, make it a new creation. Good boy. Hey everybody, this is Dan Payne, the Beast from Descendants, and you might be seeing me in Muppet movies and whatnot. You're listening to Disney On Demand. Stay tuned. Sure, can I try that one more time? Hey everybody, this is Dan Payne from Descendants. I play the Beast. Nope, that's not going to work either. Um, hey everybody, this is Dan Payne, the Beast from Descendants and other Muppet movies. You're listening to Disney On Demand. Stay tuned. Nope, that sounds too cheesy. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Hope everyone is enjoying fall in their neck of the woods, and I hope everyone is enjoying our Halloween episodes. You guys have been busy sending questions, so let's reach into the virtual coffin and see what we have for this week. Our first question is from Connor Brecklin of Philly, PA, and he writes, Happy week, D-Team. I love the Disney film Frankenweenie. Been watching it for years, and as I get older, been exploring the history of movies. 
My parents told me it was a remake, but left it at that. Can you tell me more? Love your show. Just found you all during your Halloween shows last week. Now I've been listening to all your past Halloween episodes. Love it. Well, the original Frankenweenie was released in 1984. In the original, Victor Frankenstein is a young boy who creates movies starring his dog Sparky, a bull terrier. After Sparky's hit by a car, Victor learns at school about electrical impulses and muscles and is inspired to bring his pet back to life. He creates elaborate machines which bring down a bolt of lightning that revives the dog. While Victor is pleased, his neighbors are terrified by the animal. And when the Frankensteins decide to introduce the revitalized Sparky to them, they become angry and terrified. Sparky runs away with Victor in pursuit. They find themselves at a local miniature golf course and hide in its flagship windmill. The Frankenstein's neighbors, now an angry mob, arrive on the scene and when they attempt to use a cigarette lighter to try to see in the windmill, it is accidentally set on fire. Victor falls and is knocked out, but Sparky rescues him from the flames, only to be crushed by the windmill. The mob of neighbors, realizing their error, use their cars and jumper cables to recharge Sparky. He is revived and all celebrate. Sparky falls in love with a poodle whose fur bears a strong resemblance to the hairdo of the Bride of Frankenstein, and the film ends with Sparky's electricity making the words, The End. As you can see, there are a lot of similarities between the movie and the 2012 release. Both movies are in black and white, but the 2012 release is a stop-motion animated film instead of the 1984 live-action film. Burton was fired by Disney after the film was completed. The studio claimed that he had wasted company resources and felt the film was too scary for young audiences. It had been scheduled to be debuted theatrically in the U.S. before a re-release of Pinocchio on December 21, 1984, but was shelved. It did play in UK theaters in 1985 in front of Touchstone Pictures' Baby, Secret of the Lost Legend. Our next question is from Mary Ann Georgia of Nashville, Tennessee, and she writes, Aaron and the team, so glad to have you back. I just returned from my first Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party, and I found a new love at going to the parks. Someone told me the stage show and fireworks are all new. So what was it before? Can I find it anywhere? Did the parade change at all? Diz Radio is more than a podcast. It's an experience that feels like the wonderful world of Disney. Keep it up. Well, I love this time of year at the parks. The first time I took my family to Disney World was this time of year, so the Halloween party holds a special place in my heart. I look forward to seeing the new stuff the party has to offer. Originally a stage show and meet and greet with animated Disney villains led by Dr. Facilier, titled the Disney Villains Mix and Mingle, was held at the Cinderella Castle Forecourt stage. After the show, the villains dispersed to different areas of the park for meet and greet opportunities. The show ended in 2014. The following year, a new stage show titled Hocus Pocus Villains Spiltacular debuted at the same venue with the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus, as well as appearances from other Disney villains including Dr. Facilier, Oogie Boogie, and Maleficent. The holiday theme parade entitled Mickey's Boo to You Halloween Parade features a pre-parade ride by the Headless Horseman from The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. 
The parade features various Disney characters like Mickey and Minnie, Donald and Daisy, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, and their friends. In Halloween costumes and a live-action version of the three hitchhiking ghosts from the Haunted Mansion attraction. The villains are also in the parade with a unit of their own. Besides the Haunted Mansion dancers, hitchhiking ghosts, the hoedown dancers, and the barn unit, the parade and soundtrack were changed in 2005. In 2019, additional updates to the parade were made including the addition of two new Tomorrowland themed floats, one featuring Buzz Lightyear and Alien Explorers, and the other with The Incredibles and Edna Mode, and a new Spectral Bride from the Haunted Mansion. The nighttime fireworks show is titled Disney's Not So Spooky Spectacular, and it debuted in August of 2019. The show featured fireworks, projection mapping, lasers, and searchlights at the Cinderella Castle, and stars Jack Skellington, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck, and Goofy. The current show served as a replacement for Happy Hollow Wishes, a grim, grinning ghost spooktacular in the sky, which is based on the Haunted Mansion and featured dark music from the Disney Library of Animated Films. Prior to that show's debut in 2005, a revival of the classic fireworks show Fantasy in the Sky was shown along with a three-minute holiday-themed finale featuring the Old Witch from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs as the host of this finale. There are some great videos on YouTube to watch past years of Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Our final question is from Bethany Walden of Oregon, and she writes, Watching the classic is what I enjoy, so I have a question for Aaron on the show. Some of the older classics like Trick or Treat are fun, and I do like Headless Horseman, House of Villains, and Pooh's Heffalump films are good too. Are there any other classics I could add to my collection to watch this season? Thank you so much, Aaron. Always full of knowledge. Happy Halloween. Well, I love me some good Halloween shows. You've got yourself a very good list going. Here are a few Halloween goodies I would add to it. Now these are just a few recommendations and in no way a complete list. The Nightmare Before Christmas and Hocus Pocus from 1993 are definitely a good watch. I like all four Halloween Town movies. Halloween Town, Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge, Halloween Town High, and Return to Halloween Town. These are all Disney Channel original movies. The 2005 Once Upon a Halloween is also good. And of course, one of my favorite episodes of Gravity Falls called Summerween is a must watch for me. I guess now that Disney owns The Simpsons, the Treehouse of Terror Halloween episodes are fun to watch. And though it's not Disney, no Halloween is complete without It's a Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads, and happy Halloween, everyone.
Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Beware of the blob, it creeps. <laughs> Yes, Disneyland is a magical place. I remember the time me and two of my friends went to Disneyland. I was 10 years old, and it was the greatest day of my life. In fact, it was the day that Disneyland first opened. My mom dropped us oh, off. Wait, and... Woody. Disneyland is celebrating its 35th birthday. The day that it opened, you had not yet been born. Oh, no, no. It was the opening day, all right. There were people everywhere with these special Mickey Mouse-shaped balloons. They have those every day. Yeah, but do they have a parade down Main Street every day? Yes. With fireworks? <laughs> Listen to this. I know it was the first day because every flower in every garden in the whole park was blooming and there was not a piece of trash anywhere. But what are you, Disneyland is always like that. But Mickey Mouse was there and he actually shook my hand. <laughs> We've all met him. They're there all the time. Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, they're all there. Goofy? Yeah. You mean Goofy? Yeah. yeah. What's he really like? Oh, a great big guy. Gotta have a size 16 shoe, I think. I believe it. All this time, I thought my experience was so special, and now I find out it's just plain old everyday stuff. Everyone who goes out to Disneyland meets Mickey and sees a parade and goes to the haunted house and falls in love with the girl of their dreams in a dark corridor. And... Oh, wait a second, Woody. What's this dark corridor stuff? Huh. I remember it as if it was yesterday. Me and my friends had been on almost every ride that day, right? I mean, every one that we were tall enough for. And now it was time for the Haunted Mansion. Come on, Woody, let's go. Gosh, I don't know. We're going to have to leave pretty soon. We haven't done the teacups yet. The teacups? What a wuss. I'm not a wuss. The teacups are kind of scary. Well, Woody, we're going in. Hi. Oh, 
hi. Coming on the ride? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm just a second. You're cute when you're scared. Me scared? You kidding? I'm not scared, no siree. Not me. I'm not scared. I'm scared. I'll go with you. You will? Sure, I've been on it lots of times. It's a piece of cake. Hey, tall, dark, and ugly. We're looking for a two-seater hardtop. Oh, yes, I've got just the one with very low mileage. Are you sure these things are safe? Oh, yes, I'm sure. Dead sure. <laughs> Hello, all you D-heads. It is Frank bringing you another Disney Quote of the Week. And it is great to be back after such a long layover. Now, it is October, and that can mean only one thing. Halloween. And this week's Disney Quote of the Week comes from Grim Grinning Ghosts. It is the theme song for the Haunted Mansion attractions at Disney theme parks. It was composed by Buddy Baker, with lyrics written by Existentio. Its melody has been adopted for numerous uses since its composition in the late 1960s. Now, something you may not know about Grim Grinning Ghosts is the title actually comes from William Shakespeare's poem, Venus and Adonis, and it goes as follows. Look how the world's poor people are amazed at apparitions, signs, and prodigies, wherein with fearful eyes they long have gazed, infusing them with dreadful, dreadful prophecies. So she at these sad sighs draws up her breath and sighing it again exclaims on death. Hard-favored tyrant, Ugly, meager, lean, hateful, divorce of love. Thus chides she death. Grim grinning ghost, earth's worm, what dost thou mean? To stifle beauty and to steal his breath. Who, when he lived, his breath and beauty set. Gloss on the rose, smell to the violet. Well, that's all the time I have this week, everybody. Great to be back again. And remember, have a magical week. Boy, this place is creepy. Yeah. I wonder what weird things happen here at night. Doors creak and the tombstones quake Spooks come out for a swing and wake Happy haunts materialize And begin to vocalize Grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize Now don't close your eyes And don't try to hide For a silly spook may sit by your side Come out to socialize. When you hear the knell of a requiem bell, weird ghosts gleam where spirits dwell. Restless bones imperialize, rise as spooks of every size. 
and ghosts come out to socialize. If you would like to join a jamboree, there's a simple rule that's compulsory. Rest in peace, the haunting's free. So hurry back, we would like your company. Waters from the Haunted Mansion, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Would you rather lose your phone or give up pizza for a month? Share your diary with the world or have to eat it for your lunch? Sing out a tune to your friends or trip and fall into your crush? Shave your head, paint it red, or use your dog's toothbrush? We need a little Q&A. Come on, rather heads, play along. Would you rather do this? Would you rather do this? Would you rather do that? Would you rather do that? Don't matter what we do, we're doing it with you. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And as we continue to bring you the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, whether that's television, movies, you name it, with us here this week is somebody that's no stranger to anybody that's tuning into the television every single day, everybody watching movies, you name it. We have none other than Disney Channel star. You know her from a Cooping Cami, as well as many other projects that we're going to touch base upon. We have none other than Rebecca Metzier. Welcome to Diz Radio. Thank you. Great to be here. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, your resume continues to impress because you pop up everywhere. Everything from Shameless to Cooping Cami, you name it. And of course, the upcoming Disney Plus Magic, uh, Magic Camp. So, so many different things. I guess the one question I always love to start with first is always... What got you started into wanting to be an actress and get behind the camera and all that as a career? Well, I mean, the the thing that I always say, and it's really true, is that it was The Muppet Show. It was watching The Muppet Show when I was a little kid and watching, like, you know, the whole show kind of took place in the theater. And it was all about not only what happens on stage, but what happens backstage. And there was just something about it that made me feel like that's where I belonged. So it was a bunch of Muppets that made me, <laughs> made me want to become an actor. Well, you know, and, and that's the thing. It, it's it's something like that where it puts this impression on people at such a young age that that's what you want to do. Too bad, you know, the Muppet Show is still not going on, so you could be a guest star on there, right? I know. I told everybody at Disney, like, if there's the only thing, if they don't have to invite me to Star Wars stuff or Marvel stuff, I only want to be invited to Muppet stuff. Like, if there's ever anything, I actually got to meet Kermit. We did, we went to, the Coop and Cammy cast went to something called D23, which I'm sure you're familiar with. It's like the big, you know, Disney fan convention that happens every year in Anaheim. And um, I found out that Kermit was going to be there the same day, so I asked if I could have the chance to meet him. And I got to meet him and, like, chat with him for a little bit. And it was, it was like, 
a dream come true. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing I would, I could only imagine to meet Kermit. I mean, I grew up watching it as well and, and love it. I mean, all or early eighties, all that. I, I, I loved it. So I guess with that then, you know, because this, you know, has sparked your love and this is as your career, I guess, what was it like when you finally got behind the camera, you were on a variety of different shows and then also such hits like shameless and all of those where you finally like, I've arrived. This is it. This is my calling. I mean, it's interesting. I feel like the This Is My Calling thing happened way before I ever got to L.A. because I did theater for a long time in junior high school and high school and all through college. I studied acting um, with a focus on theater. And so the, the the knowing that it was my calling happened probably in those years before I even got to L.A. But the, like when you think about sort of the moment of knowing I've arrived, this is it, I've made it, it's not really a moment. It kind of, I, I feel like, in the last few years, I've sort of realized, like, oh, I think this is it. You know, I'm supporting myself as an actor, but it almost happened without me even noticing it. So, like, the moment happened a while ago and when I was busy doing something else and not paying attention. So it's kind of like you you come to one day and go, oh, my gosh, this is it. I was just telling, talking to Kevin Daniels, who plays Principal Walker on Coop and Cammy, and, you know, we've both – We've both been around for a long time, working all kinds of different shows and all kinds of different projects. He has a theater background, too. And we were saying just in the last couple of years, it's turned into we've become those people who always know someone on whatever project we're working on, someone on the crew or a director <laughs> or someone in the wardrobe department. And it's like it happened overnight that we went from being, you know, kind of the new kid to being the one who always knows someone. So so that's an interesting sort of moment to notice. <laughs> Well, you know, and like you said, it's one of those where now you guys have been around, been doing these for so long. I guess that's going to lead me right into Coop and Cammy right away. I mean, because everybody loves it. My kids love it. I mean, you know, I mean, th- that show is one of those shows where, you know, a- as a parent of four, I can relate. So I look at the chaos and I'm like, yes, that is exactly our household nonstop with friends and everyone else just acting like it's our house that they live in. So what was it like landing that role and, you know, just making it your own? And now here you are on this hit Disney Channel show that is different, fun, and it's definitely a sign of the times in terms of social media and, you know, blogging and all that kind of fun stuff. I mean, it was when it first came up, when the audition came up, it was sort of interesting because I, like you said, most of the stuff I've worked on was not... um not sort of kid-oriented shows. I did a few episodes of a, another show. But but for the most part, my career's been grown-up stuff, stuff that you wouldn't necessarily let your kids watch. So when this came up, it was sort of like, oh, that's interesting. That's not the kind of thing that I usually think of myself doing. And, uh, you know, if you asked me to describe a Disney Channel mom, I wouldn't have described me. But when I read <laughs> the script... I was like, oh, I get this woman. Like, she she's allowed to be imperfect and cranky sometimes. And, you know, she's a real person, a real mom. She reminds me of my friends who are moms. And um, and so I really just, you know, and, and as actors, we go to so many auditions and, and you kind of do them and forget about them because you never know which ones are going to lead to anything. But when I when I found out that I was, you know, one of the final choices for this, it was like, oh, wow, this must this might really happen. And when it did happen... It was just kind of like a new adventure. It's my first series regular. It's my first time working really consistently on a kid's show, a multi-camera show. So I just thought, well, this is going to be a really fun new adventure. And and it's turned out to be, like, even more wonderful than I 
thought it could be. Having having kids as fans is really fun because it's just great to see, you know, kids' faces light up when you meet them. And it's really important to me that the parents like the show, too, because I know, you know, whatever your kids are watching, parents are watching. And so it's important to me to to be relatable and be a real person that the parents can relate to. Definitely. And I think you do that so well, because like I said, as a parent and, and my wife as well, we, we can relate to the sarcasm, the just go away moments, the do I really have to work on this homework? And, you know, if there ever was a parent that you could identify with on the Disney Channel, that's definitely the one that we relate to. And I guess what is it like then when you go out? Do uh, you know, are you're grocery shopping that do kids just run up and they look at you as like it's Coop and Cammy's mom? You know, what usually happens, I wasn't sure what it would be like. I actually talked to a couple of friends who have been on Disney Channel shows, parents on Disney Channel shows before to kind of say, what am I in for? And, like, what usually happens is that kids, they kind of stare. They don't run right up to you. They're not super assertive. You just kind of notice, like, a vibe of, like, of someone staring at you. And it's sort of like they can't believe that, that you're standing there and sometimes you know, they'll be with a parent and you can hear the parent saying, no, that, that's not her. Why would she be here? You know, and then you sort of go like, no, it's really me. It's totally me. You're right. You know, so often like I have to be the one to kind of let kids know that they're right and it is me and, you know, it's okay to ask for a picture or something. It's really sweet. <laughs> now, I guess working with kids too, because as you mentioned, you know, a lot of different projects you've worked on were definitely adult related or adult content. Um, what is it like having, you know, uh, kids and child actors as your co-stars and I'm sitting around all day on set with, you know, a 13 year old. Yeah. I mean, you know, to some degree, it's probably a lot like being at home with them. They're not my kids, but we they, they are my coworkers. It's five kids and me. So we spend a lot of time together. Their, their moms and dads are, are there so that I'm not doing the actual parenting. <laughs> but you know, sometimes they drive me crazy, I'll admit, but it's really, it's been, now that we are, we're shooting the last episode of season two right now, and it's been really gratifying to watch them grow as actors. You know, I'm coming into this after being a working actor for more than 20 years, which is longer than any of them have been alive. So, you know, there's a there's a big gap in our experience between me and them, and it's been really great to watch them kind of grow and learn about themselves as actors and 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 they're they're all pretty sophisticated like they are they're pros <laughs> well i guess with that then too you know uh, because like you said you know you're working alongside them their parents are there at least so you get to hang out with other adults um now i guess when you're filming these are there any episodes that you're are your absolute favorite that you've done whether that's stuff we see on air or just because it was a great day on the set or there are there any moments where you're just like you know, that was just the best day. Oh, yeah. We, I always like the ones where we're all together, the big group scenes. I mean, it's kind of a little, you know, I love the big group scenes, and I also love every once in a while I get kind of an emotional one-on-one -on -one scene with one of the kids, and those are really special, too, because it's sort of my opportunity to really connect with them, like in a sort of quiet moment that um, that you don't get a lot of time on in comedies. And then there are the fun things. We, we just shot one that I'm not sure what I can reveal, but there might have been a ball pit, and we all got to take turns, like, going down a slide into a ball pit. So sometimes we get, like, fun set pieces or fun fun locations where we get to just play around in the set, and, and those are really fun. We've got lots of behind-the-scenes video for those, so when it airs, you'll get to see it.
<laughs> now, I guess with this, uh, you know, with this show being on Disney Channel, and you know, everyone always says Disney Channel is certified gold, but that's not always the case. I've seen many shows just, you know, flop, get taken off after season one. What is what is it like knowing that it was so well received? Everybody loves it. You're you're you know, like you said, you're wrapping up season two, and I see its popularity continue to grow. What is it like knowing that it was so well received by everybody? I mean, it's wonderful. You know, with anything as an actor, you're working on it, and and whether you love it or you don't love it or whatever your feelings about it, you never know how the audience is going to receive it. And we, um, the show didn't air, didn't premiere in season one until we were almost finished shooting the first season. And so we'd all been working on it and living with it and, and getting to know each other for, you know, eight months by then. And then you're just kind of crossing your fingers and go, oh, God, I hope people, you know, I hope people love it the way we love it. And I hope they see what we were trying to do with it and what we put of ourselves into it. And so it's really gratifying when the audience gets it and feels the same way about it that we feel about it. It's like, oh, we weren't crazy. You know, we... We really did make something to be proud of. Now, I guess with that, too, then, because, you know, you guys were just as proud of it. Everybody loves watching it. Now, because it is this kind of show, a family show that everybody can sit down, watch together, enjoy it together. How does it how does it feel knowing that in the future, you know, this is the kind of show where, you know, people are going to be watching it for years and years to come. And like my kids are going to go, oh, I used to watch a show. Coop and Cammy was awesome. You got to see it and show their kids like how does it feel knowing that this will be one of those in your catalog, of, endless catalog so far, that will be in that top 10 that will be aired over and over and over? That's crazy. I haven't really wrapped my head around that yet. And I'm always, even this far into my career, I've always been surprised at which shows people remember. It's never the ones you think. And and um, and a few of the people, like I said, that I talked to who have been on Disney Channel shows, have told me that they'll get people coming up to them, you know, 10 years later, adults coming up to them and saying, oh, my God, you are on my favorite show. And, like, that that's just mind-blowing. And that for the for the rest of my life, I'll be meeting people who watch this show either as kids or they were parents or they were, you know, in the house watching it while kids in the house were watching it. And so I, I think it hasn't quite hit me that this is, you know, a lifetime, a lifetime relationship with <laughs> Cammy, but, uh, you know, it'll, it'll sink in as the years go by, I'm sure. Well, especially, you know, 15 years from now when they do like the, the reboot and you're going to be like the grandma to Coop and Cammy and their kids. <laughs> you're probably so, right. You're probably right. That's the way things go nowadays. You know, now I guess with that, with all the hijinks that go on in the show, um, were you somewhat like that as a kid? Were you a little more adventurous, mischievous and uh, getting into the some of these kind of crazy situations? I mean, I can tell you what I think. I think my parents, whenever I describe myself as a kid, my parents are like, that's not what you were like at all. But, you know, from from my internal experience, I think that I was kind of a quiet, creative kid. I was always making cassette tapes and making up little plays and playing in my room. And I'm, I'm an only child, so I was a little bit solitary. Although I also lived in the suburban enough area that my, you know, friends on the block and I would go ride our bikes all day and kind of disappear for hours at a time in a way that I'm not sure parents let their kids do now. Um, I wasn't a troublemaker or mischievous. I was very well behaved. Um, you know, I got into trouble here and there, but, but only minor kinds of trouble. Um, but yeah, I was a creative, you know, I already wanted to be an actor at that point and I took piano lessons and I was in choir and, I was a I was a creative little kid, so that's usually the kind of trouble I was up to. Now, you know, with this too, yeah, I guess you know, moving on from Coop and Cammy, of course, but being part of the Disney family and Disney Plus is now going to be launching uh, November twelfth, and with that, 
One of the long-anticipated movies that we've talked to a few people from the cast already, uh, you know, with that is Magic Camp, is finally going to get released on Disney+. Plus. Now, everybody's been waiting for this. We've been waiting for it. It's been in post-production forever. I guess, what is it like knowing that this is finally going to see the light of day, and now it just opens up your Disney pantheon even more? Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I can't wait for people to see it, because I saw a screening of it way back um, when the initial release was going to happen and they were doing post and I, you know, I'm not privy to all of the, the inner workings of that, but I saw it and I loved it. And I've since seen some of the kids who are now, you know, teenagers, like the kids from Magic Camp are all grown up. And so it's going to be just great. It's going to be kind of like a flashback. It's been like three years since I worked on it. So, um, I can't wait for people to see it. It's really, really fun, sweet movie and um I can't wait to see it myself and remember everything we did. The I I I can tell you that the magic like we sat around for a good long time while we shot some of the magic sequences and I still don't know how they did it. Like those kids are really good at performing those those uh I don't know if I'm supposed to call them tricks. I feel like that's belittling. Whatever the word is that I'm supposed to use for the magic things that they did they are really impressive well and and this is also you know because it will be on the disney plus streaming platform now people can just watch it over and over and over and over yes please do (laughs) along with coop and cammy which i believe is going to be on disney plus as well see so they're just going to get their fill of rebecca they can just keep watching it and and, yeah you can just have me as your as your screensaver all the time (laughs) <laughs> it can be everybody's adoptive uh, adoptive mother right exactly right. just me there. sort of shaking my head disapprovingly at you from your television now I, I guess with all the different things going on you're always busy are there any projects or anything you're working on as of recently other than Coop and Cammy that you can either speak upon or are we just going to have to keep our eyes and ears open uh, you know is there anything you can let us in on yeah well so there's another show I think I can talk about this because now Disney owns Fox so this is a Disney show, too, but there's an FX show called Better Things that I've been on for several seasons. We just started shooting our fourth season. So um, that the previous seasons of that are on Hulu, and uh, the fourth season will be coming to FX soon. That is a show for grown-ups, but it does have some teenagers on it. So that's, you know, I, I get to work with teenagers in both places. Although Better Things is definitely a show by and about the adults with kids in it, whereas Coop and Cammy is a show, you know, by and about the kids. Uh, where I get to hang out sometimes. But Better Things is, uh, there's a woman named Pamela Adlon who's been a working actor for a million years. You'll recognize her as soon as you see her. And she is the boss on that show. She directs every episode. She's the showrunner, head writer. Um, And it's a semi-autobiographical show about her. So she plays another single mom working actor with three daughters and a British mom who lives next door, all of which is true of Pam. And um, and I play Tressa, one of her circle of close friends, and also her manager as an actor. Um, and it's really it's really wonderful. Definitely rated PG thirteen at least, probably are, but it's wonderful. So you're constantly busy, always working on a lot of different things. And I guess you know with that too, because you know because you are so busy, you know we're not going to keep you too long, but. It is October. It is Halloween season. Do you get a chance to at least participate in any of the festivities or even enjoy it? I definitely enjoy it. I am more, I'm not so much like I want to be a person who puts a ton of effort into a costume, but then it rolls around and it's always the day of. And I'm like, oh, I forgot to think about a costume again. So, you know, I'm more the first dude who's going to throw on a bunch of black clothes and some black lipstick and just look creepy. 
Um, <laughs> although I can usually pull together like a Rosie the Riveter costume from what I have in my closet in an, in an emergency. But mostly now, like the nice thing about working with kids is I get to watch them enjoy it. Paxton Booth, who plays Ollie, the youngest sibling on Coop and Cammy, is like a Halloween master. His costumes are amazing. He posts them on his Instagram. Everybody should go look at them. So I get to sit around and listen to what Paxton's doing for his costume and appreciate his pictures while I get to, you know, sit home on the couch and take it easy. That's a good Halloween for me. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, in closing here, so many different things. You're touching so many people's lives on all the different shows you've been on over the years, your entire career. Of course, Coop and Cammy, everybody's loving it. Just wrapping up filming season two. Season two has already launched on Disney Channel. I guess in closing here, for all of your fans out there, um, whether that's young fans or even parents sitting down with their families, whatnot, any of your fans out there whose lives you've touched throughout your entire career, do you have any final words you'd like to leave out there for them listening in just just that i i mean i have no words to say how much i appreciate their support it's it's quite a thing you know actors are our lives our careers are a little bit of a roller coaster and we have low points where you feel like what am i doing this is crazy you know what am i why am i trying to do this with my life and it really makes a difference to know that there are all kinds of people who i may never meet who are out there who, you know, have been touched or have been made to laugh or something by something that I've been a part of. And it, it really matters. It really, especially in those low moments, it's a really good reminder of why why we put ourselves through this. And so I just want to say thank you for for that support because it makes a difference. Well, it was our pleasure having you stop in, chat with us, take this moment out of your busy schedule. Of course, everybody's going to enjoy watching Coop and Cammy, Magic Camp coming to Disney Plus on November 12th, and so many other things. So it was our pleasure having you stop in, Rebecca, take this moment with us, and maybe one day when the Muppets are relaunched on Disney Plus with a full-out Muppet show, you can be one of the special guest stars. Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna hope that you manifested it by saying it. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun talking with you. Enough to make a witch out of you. And you. Mummies 
Zombies and zombies crawling out of their dusty graves Doing the tango, it's the latest enhancing craze Skeletons clatter, keeping time with the wacky tango beat Tapping your toes ain't easy when you don't got no feet <laughs> Heads, it's Chaz here again with another magical music review. Figuring since it's the Halloween season, and you know, the movie that everyone needs to watch during the Halloween season is Hocus Pocus, why not talk about the music of uh, Hocus Pocus? I, I thought that'd be a good idea. I hope you do too. So, the, uh, the soundtrack was written, or uh, well, composed by John Debney. But originally, it was supposed to be composed by James Horner. Apparently, there was some kind of uh, scheduling conflict. And so, Debney was given a two-week window, basically, to compose this entire film. The guy knocked it out of the park, but uh, that's just an interesting fact. James Horner did come back and do a two-minute song for the film. Sarah's theme, commonly known as Come Little Children, but it's officially titled Sarah's Theme. And interestingly enough, there's only like three or four songs in the entire film 
that actually have lyrics, the rest are just instrumentals. To put it into perspective, the film's runtime is 96 minutes, and the length of the original soundtrack was 43 minutes and 4 seconds if you listen to the entire soundtrack. If you got the special edition, it was 74 minutes and 25 seconds, but that's with a lot of uh, repeat tracks and alternate takes. So, for a 96 minute film, almost half of that being an original soundtrack by a guy who only had two weeks to do it, that's impressive, you know? Let's talk about the songs that actually had lyrics. For instance, Sarah's Theme was uh, written by James Horner, and it's a lullaby sung by Sarah Jessica Parker, whose character is Sarah. And uh, it's basically this haunting melody trying to attract children to their death. It starts off with Bette Midler's character, uh, Winifred, asking Sarah to use her voice to bring the little brats to die. And uh, the, uh, the whole idea is that she's kind of being a siren drawing these children to their death. I love that. And then you have the classic song, I Put a Spell on You, being performed by Bette Midler. Bette Midler is top-notch performer, actress, and singer. And so you couldn't have a film with her in it without her getting at least one song, let's be honest. It was well-placed in the movie. It didn't really like sound seem like, oh, Bette Midler needs a song, so we're going to give her a song awkwardly placed here. No, she performed on a stage at a Halloween party with a band. Brilliantly placed, if you ask me. There's not really a lot more to say other than, you know, if you listen to the rest of the soundtrack, everything just fills and gives you that feeling of being in a Halloween movie. It's all creepy tones or just nice and level throughout the film to give you that ambience and that needed feel for a Halloween movie without being over the top. You get nice notes, kind of feeling like you're back in the 1600s, but with, you know, modern sounds as well. So it kind of just bridges the gap between the two time periods of this film and brings it together in such a nice, created package. And for 21 tracks in two weeks, Debney sure knocked it out of the park. But that's all I've got for this week on Magical Music Review. I hope you enjoyed the segment. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, or even music you'd like me to talk about, I have my email, and that's chaz at dizradio.com. That's C-H-A-Z at dizradio.com. Other than that, as always, don't just fly. Soar. Sisters. You're looking mighty pale tonight, darling. Oh, well, thank you. I didn't even try. Sisters. Boys. <laughs> All right, Sister Sophia, that's the later. Yes, Sister Dan. Mr. Bearden.
Tyler was fearless. Love you. Already late. Stop stressing over your presentation. Said the girl who knows no fear. Until one Halloween. What is that? A lifetime of fears. Where are the hunter? Was unleashed. What's happening? Bad lady is immortal and wants to destroy your parents and possess your soul for all eternity. But hey. Now, she must face the truth. My parents are monster hunters? They're here. And find her destiny. Monster hunting's in your blood. My heart's racing. My palms are sweating. My stomach feels funny. That's fear. I get that like every day. You need some firepower. Holy paintball. Definitely this. And this. Take this too. This wouldn't hurt. The Disney Channel original movie. It'll be perfectly safe. <laughs> Starring Olivia Holt. Did you lose a couple of parents? Where are we? Introducing Luke Benward. You can do this. You're a monster hunter. You scare the monsters, not the other way around. This monster. You guys distract the Yamada. I need some time. It's fright. Ah! Come on, Dad. Versus fight. Good. All of our friends are here. Versus evil. These things are real. They sure are. There's too many of them. You can do it. I'm no ordinary monster. Don't be afraid. I'm not afraid. Let my parents go. Girl vs. Monster, the Disney Channel original movie, premieres this Monstober on Disney Channel. Now on Biz Radio, it's Brandy, giving you the latest news on Disney's multimedia. Brandy has you covered, giving you the latest news on what's happening at the Walt Disney Company. Now on BizRadio.com. Hey D-Heads, if you're planning to go to the Walt Disney World Resort anytime soon over in Florida, Maybe this is a great time to update all your fun apps, of course, the My Disney Experiencing app, and of course, the Play Disney Parks app, available on Apple and Google Play App Store. Just be sure to have your parents and guardians to permission to download this free app. With all the magical enhancements coming along through the parks, of course the apps are going to get enhanced. As I mentioned that earlier, that the My Disney Parks app is going to enhance, and now, Play Disney Parks app where you can unlock achievement pins and, of course, being pur- purchased these commemorative pin trading pins of, of, at select attractions. Let's go ahead and jump into the latest. Be sure to get your parents' guardians to download the free app. And for those who are not familiar with the app, the Disney or Play Disney Parks app allows guests of all ages to immerse themselves in the stories of the Disney parks within queue games at select attraction, interactive land-wide experiences, Disney trivia, and of course the official Disney Parks playlist that's available through Apple Music and more. If you want to get your music on and kind of get the feel of the enhancements of the and then be immersed of it, this is a great app to must download. And with the fans who are that, now you're able to love to earn and collect unique themed digital achievements after enjoying select attractions throughout the Walt Disney World Resort. And guests visiting the parks will also notice many new digital achievements that were recently added to the app. Now, the new lineup just recently to get these new earning achievements, you can head over over at the Magic Kingdom Park. Over at first, Monsters Incorporation Laugh Lore. The many, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress, and Journey Under the Sea at The Little Mermaid. Let's go ahead and fly over to Epcot, where you can earn over the Grand Fiesta Tour, starring the three Capitados, Soaring Around the World, Living living with the Land, Mission Space, Journey into the Imagination with Figment, 
Frozen Ever After Test Track, presented by Chevrolet. The Seas with Nemo and Friends, and of course, Spaceship Earth. If you want to get your stars and glitter on and be part of the movies, let's head over to Disney's Hollywood Studios. And for those who are big fans of Fantasmic Show, this is a great way to earn it over there. Of course, if you want to kick back and go under the sea, let's, let's go to Voyage of the Little Mermaid. And if you want to get your play with the famous Pixar stories, Disney and Pixar, Toy Story, let's head over to Toy Story Land, the Alien Swirling Saucers, and of course, Slinky Dog, excuse me, Slinky Dog Dash at the Toy Story over the Toy Story Land. And if you want to trek over and enjoy the nature of the sceneries and maybe some, see some safari areas, let's head over to Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park. If you want to check out the Flying Banshee, let's fly over to Avatar, the Fly of Passage, Navi River Journey, Expedition Everest, The Legend of the Forbidden Mountain, and of course, Cali, if you want to get your splash on and get drenched, Cali River Rapids definitely your attraction. Uh, just be sure to have that phone uh, waterproof or in a waterproof case so uh, your phone will get wet. Just saying. And if you want to go back in time and maybe save some dinosaurs, fly over to Dinosaur. And if you want to protect and celebrate the Pride Lands, let's go over and feature the Festival of the Lion King. And if you want to see a wonderful safari and trek and see wonderful, wonderful animals, Kilimanjaro Safaris. And with all the guests who all these wonderful land attractions to find all these special commemorative achievements, you can also be able to purchase new commemorative training pins. For example, let's go over to Festival of the Lion King. You sit down, enjoy the show, clap and celebrate with Simba and all the friends. And once you earn the digital uh, achievement, you can go over to this Discovery Training Company, show your phone, and you'll be getting purchase, be able to purchase the Pride of the Pride Lands training pin. And of course, you can go over to the African Hub Cart to show to a Disney cast member, and you can get that special commemorative pin. Guess also earns additional achievement after journeying through Expedition Everest, the legend of the Forbidden Mountain. And of course, you'll be able to purchase the Exped um, Everest Mountain Tier pin over at Discovery Training Company and Zirkok Zong Barzar. I think I said that right. <laughs> Just wait, I'll get emails saying it, I'm saying it wrong. Oh well, <laughs> it happens. Alright, it happens. With all these wonderful enhancements, be sure to make sure you have your Bluetooth enabled and location services on. Ride or watch attractions or show where applicable at these theme parks, featuring these wonderful fun enhancements and achievements. And once the qualifying achievement has been earned and unlocked through the app, guests can also show the additional achievement screen to a cast member to be able to purchase this applicable commemorative pin at these special locations. So, if you're heading to the parks and playing with the Disney Park app while waiting in the queue line for your favorite ride or attraction uh, show, maybe this is a nice fun way to get those special hard-to-get training pins. If it's not on eBay by this time. <laughs> you know, why spoil the magic? I mean, come on, people, come on. But anyways, leaving that alone, what, what are your thoughts? Do you think this is a fun way to get those wonderful hard-to-get pins where you can just unlock these special achievements while enjoying these wonderful Disney theme park uh, parks attractions? What's your thoughts? Send me an email at randy at dizradio.com. I would love to hear your feedback and maybe your thoughts about this. Well, this is Randy signing off for Disney Multimedia. Be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the latest Disney Multimedia around you. Until then, see you next time.
creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. Hey, they're all together, ooky, the Adams family. Dig the bed, it's a museum, and when the cats all fall by to see them, hey, they're a riot, they're a doggone scream. Hey, the Adams crazy bunch. Neat, sweet, reap petite. Okay, boys, get ready to take me to the stratosphere. On Demand's annual not-so-scary month-long celebration. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. <laughs> all right, all of you D-heads, I am back once again, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It was a fantastic romp, all kinds of fun, spooky delights, and all kinds of great things. And don't worry, we still have one more week left of our ninth annual Not-So-Scary Halloween Celebration. So get ready, it is definitely going to be fun. I want to extend a very special thank you once again to Rebecca Metz for stopping in here this week, chatting with all of you D-heads, and definitely check her out on Coop and Cammy Ask the World on Disney Channel, currently in Season 2, and coming up on November 12th on Disney Plus, Magic Camp. So definitely check Rebecca out in those places, and thank you once again, Rebecca, for stopping in and celebrating the holidays with all of us here at Diz Radio. I also want to thank the D team. Yes, Aaron, Charles, Jeremy, Frank, and Randy all stopping in here this week with your signature segments. Without you, there would be nothing more than me rambling week in and week out. And remember, you can connect up with the D team directly. Just drop them an email, a shout out, no matter what. They want to hear from you. They don't bite. And most of all, thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there would be no show at all. You are the reason we are coming up on our 10-year anniversary 
in 2020. So thank you, the D-Heads, for making the magic, the memories, and everything happen. You truly are the heart and soul here at Diz Radio. Now, next week, we're going to close out our ninth annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration. And we have a very fun guest stopping in here next week to celebrate the festivities, the holidays, and so much more with all of you D-Heads. But before I clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in next week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Diz Radio Show. That's D-I-Z Radio, S-H-O-W. You can also join our D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat, all different places. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U or Disney On Demand, all of which are going to help you find our fun, spooky, magical, different kind of Disney show. And remember, if you need the magic instantly in your ears, you can't wait. You want to listen to the shows. As soon as they get released, all you have to do is go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio, search Disney Blue, Diz Radio, or Disney On Demand, hit subscribe right there and get the latest shows as they get released on your Android, your iPhone, the device of your choosing, and get the shows right there instantly. And if you can't remember any of this, just go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com, and find all these links there as well. So, next week we have all kinds of fun. We are closing out our ninth annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration. We have all kinds of fun. We've been building up with all kinds of special guests, spooky delights, and all kinds of things. And you know what? I was going to clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in next week, but you know what? I'm going to make it a Halloween treat. Because the show is debuting on Halloween, I'm just going to keep you thinking until then. So until next week, all of you D-heads, as you have all of your Halloween parties, your festivities, your building your costumes, remember, take time, slow down, never neglect family for business. You can always make money. You can't always make memories. Go and make the moments happen. Those are what's going to last a lifetime. I always say it, and I truly do mean it. So go out there, make those costumes, cuddle up, watch some Halloween specials, and definitely make the magic happen. So until next week, all of you D-heads, happy, happy Halloween season, and don't eat too much candy. Hiya, folks! Hello, everyone! Oh, boy, I see you got my invitation. <laughs> Welcome to our not-so-scary Halloween party. We're so glad you could make it. And look, the gang's all here.
Just for fun. 
to Disney Blues Disney on Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon. 